Thank you for tuning in to Stay in Your Lane with Triple T Transport. Today we've got a very special guest. His name is Joe Lombardo. For the past 10 years, he's been a consultant with Eagy Avenue Associates. He's also the president. Previous to that, Joe has spent 20 years running transportation for Nestle. 10 years previous to that was with Nabisco. So Joe, I'd like to uh, throw you a warm welcome and thank you for participating. Thank you for the invite, John. Absolutely. So for today, we want to talk about something that I think frustrates everyone in our industry. Something very simple and we don't understand why it continues to happen. That's unloading fees, lumber charges, things of this nature. So um, if you have any questions, uh, you know, anything you want to throw out here, Joe, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely interested in communicating and understanding what your perspective is with it. Well, from my perspective, uh, unloading lumber fees, they probably go back to the 19th century with uh, unloading of uh, ships which brought in fish to English ports. How that got translated all the way to the U.S. in the food industry, I'm not really, I'm not really sure how that happened. But, uh, you know, it's always been a challenge for shippers. I know it's a challenge for drivers, challenge for carriers, for brokers. The only people that seem to make out good with lumper fees are the lumpers and the receivers. So I guess my question has always been, how did they get so ingrained in our industry? Well, from my history, uh, I don't go back that far, but from my history, uh, it, it seems like uh, it, it wasn't across the whole industry until the past 25 or 30 years. A lot of, a lot of locations didn't charge unloading didn't have lumper fees. Uh, it was no part of the equation. On most dry materials, you didn't. And then uh, I think it was chosen as a profit center. I think that's yeah. why it's so prevalent over the past 25 years. It's, it's just about everywhere charges you now for unloading. And, and it's confusing to me because when you contract or you, you make arrangements to purchase something from a shipper, their job is to bring it to you in a truck and your job is to have facilities and manpower, et cetera, to unload the truck, correct? That's my understanding, yes. So, you know, where's the shakedown? Is it just a shakedown? Uh, it seems to be the industry itself. Uh, it's, it's a place for people to work and prosper on cash and stay off the government's uh, uh, radar, uh, a way for people that have criminal records to work for cash, uh, people are avoiding the law to work for cash, and at the end of the day, someone else is benefiting from the profit center. Why do we have this in our industry? Why, are, why is an industry that can do so much from a software perspective, from a, a TMS perspective, all of these different things, but yet from a sales perspective, we can't manage to eliminate unloading fees? Well, I guess if you look, if you look at it from the retailers and the receivers perspective, this is labor that they're not providing. So you've, you've got either an unloading service or you've got a driver hires a lumper at a truck stop and brings in someone to unload. This is labor that is not being paid for by the receiver, uh, you know, theoretically. So I'm sure that's the incentive. And and as you said, it, it has grown and it I don't see it going away anytime soon unless you get all the stakeholders together to talk about doing things differently. Now, 
what could be done differently uh, more more loads that don't, don't don't need touch right that are palletized that are displays pallet display modules you just take it off the truck boom and go now again some products lend themselves to that a lot a lot of them don't so uh, again this has been going on and i don't know if uh John and Joe can solve it, but I, we definitely need to bring it to people's attention. It needs to get more discussion out there. Uh, I would agree with that. Now, I, I understand in some instances, the receivers would like stuff broken down into different tie heights, different dimensionals yeah. for their pallet racking systems, etc. Right. But that shouldn't be on the shipper that's selling them the product. Oh, I agree. When, I, mean, I agree. All we did, we put the driver and the unloader in the middle of the of the, of the uh, the transaction between the shipper and the receiver. Um, again, is there things that the shipper can do? Sure. Could you maybe customize pallets more at the shipper end so they can go right into the receiver's locations? Now, you could again, some products you can do that. B and C items you probably can't because you don't have enough critical mass. Well, and at eleven or twelve dollars a pallet in today's market, you know, there's pallet shortage. So yeah. if, if someone takes them in at half height and, and stacks them in their warehouse at half height, they need twice as many pallets. Sure. That's so, about inefficiencies, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so if you, you know, if you have to manufacture and, and you're storing full pallet quantities in your warehouse and you're selling them in full pallet quantities, the receiver or the end user that you're selling to, how they go in their system is part of their system, isn't that? I mean, once the product is taken off the truck and it goes into their warehouse and they sign the bills, the, the shipper, the carrier, the broker, all of us are, are, yeah. are, are no we're longer. We're done, yeah, we're, we're done once that happens, absolutely. Once that happens. So when you go to store it or put it away, how you want it in your warehouse and your racking system is ind independent to you. Right. Now, why can't sales communicate with the receivers to see how they would like to receive the product and then ship it accordingly? and eliminate the unloading fee. I believe that it's two things uh, initially. I think it's two things. I think you're getting free labor yeah. from, your, from your customer and carrier and shipper. Okay, you're getting free labor. Uh, you're also getting uh, work provided and floor planning. If you're, if you're making a profit on the unloading service, which I believe, I, you know, I would be very shocked to see that most of them aren't. Yeah. For example, you know, Walmart, Walmart's normally $50 unloading for a full truck. Okay. Where's the $50 go? What's it for? Are, yeah. We're floor planning. You're floor planning the receiver's warehouse operation. Yeah. Either manpower, labor, forklifts, insurance, things of that nature. But yeah. I, I think back to your point, the initial problem and the reason why we have unloading, I think a lot of the time is because it created an opportunity for people to work off the radar yeah. off the, from a tax purpose. I mean, we've all seen unloading receipts that say Mickey Mouse, Bugs yeah. Bunny, et cetera, you know, sure. fake social security number, all of that stuff. So at some point in time, why can't we clean this up? Why can't our industry clean it up? Because from a shipper's perspective, they have to have somebody sit there and track and trace an account and audit and account for it with every right. single shipment. From the, from the carrier and broker's perspective, we're in the middle. Right. It's a straight pass through. But yet, if we don't have documentation, then it comes out of our pocket. Well, again, I think you've also seen a change, John, in the last 
10, 15 years, maybe even longer, where you've got these unloading services that have they've attempted to, I guess, uh, automate some of this some of this process where you know it's it's not so much cash it's not a cash operation there's billing that goes back and forth between a, a shipper and this unloading service so it has there have been efforts to try to i think automate it but again it's at the end of the day it's, it's still, a lot of it is still a cash transaction and and every time there's cash i mean there's there's going to be challenges uh, agreed we we pay most of our carriers that that need unloading uh, revenue uh, we get the exact dollar amount and whether there's change or odd, odd or even numbers and we com check it and we so we use a third party transfer right. service uh, there is no accountability or auditing on that after yeah. that right so oh, yeah. sure. you know that money's being moving around but but the real question is where are we going from here forward how do we get an arrangement where sales sits down and says, you know, we're going to bring this to you. Or a shipper sits down and says to, to the Walmarts of the world or the Kroger's of the world or the Myers of the world, whoever it may be, Publix, you name it. If they're going into their facility, that we you know, we work out something so there's no unloading fees. Yeah. It just simplifies everybody's from well, every perspective. Well, I think it, it almost has to be done account by account. Uh, I don't think there's a... Uh a way to do it for you know multiple customers you almost have to do a customer by customer even warehouse by warehouse because there's so many differences in a lot of these customers warehouses oh I would yeah agree. I mean, it should be it should be uh it should be on everybody's radar because it, it's just a cost that, get, that gets passed through i mean someone's paying for it and it's, it, it gets reflected in the cost of goods at some point either the ship either the shipper raises prices the receiver raises prices I mean, it's being paid for. Exactly. To your point, if the shipper's paying the unloading now, then adjust the price of the product. Yeah. You know, if it's 50 bucks with Walmart, it's 50 bucks. Adjust the price of the product and eliminate it. There's no auditing. There's no tracking. There's no account. There, it's, right. it's, it's gone. There's no, you're not, the shipper's not benefiting from it. We're not benefiting from it. And the carrier's definitely, uh, the underlying carrier's not benefiting from it. Absolutely not. The we put the poor driver in the middle of this whole thing, and it's just not right. Correct. Or uh, the driver shows up to his receiver, and he's on time, but uh, there's nobody there from the lumber service. Yeah. So he sure. sits there for two hours waiting for someone to come in from the lumber service because he, of course, is not legally allowed to unload at their facility for insurance purposes. The driver's not allowed to unload. And now right. we're now we're in a, a position where we're going to be behind. Yeah. So, again... Providing the labor force there for the lumper service shouldn't be on everybody who comes in with product to a receiver. It really should be on the receiver's end. I don't disagree. So uh, let's hope that uh, we start to see some changes and some people ask these difficult questions when they're sitting down at the table to negotiate. But from our perspective, there's only one thing can happen, and that's a lost receipt or a delay or right. something that's, that's an error and there's no profit in it for either of us. No, no, I would agree. Very good. Well, Joe, thank you. You're welcome, John. I've got, I've got to go out to the jewel warehouse here. I'm going to, I have to unload a truck in two hours. So what's that paying nowadays, Joe? Uh, I can't say I'm, I'm, I have a confidentiality. I'm not allowed to say. 
Uh, so are you, you know, we can't, can't ask for that on the taxes? Nah, can't do it. All right, but appreciate it. Take care. You have a good one.